G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. The Sermon on the Mount is powerful, but it certainly doesn't make life easier for me. It actually establishes an impossible standard mm. for me, more than, more than under the Old Covenant. It's impossible. So we have this dilemma. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We learned in our last program that sin isn't merely bad actions. It's actually a part of our human nature that goes all the way back to our first parents, Adam and Eve. In this program, we're going to see what Jesus taught about sin and what needs to be done to deal with it so we're no longer a slave to it. And it's true that sin is an action or a rebellious action that actually contravenes a rule or a standard that God has established, but it's actually so much more than that because those actions are merely a product of what's actually within inside our own natures. Mm. And we learned last time as well that the word sin in both the Greek and the Hebrew actually means to miss the mark. Mm. Like when an archer is aiming the arrow at that great big red spot, if he misses it, he loses, he forfeits, and he's, he's lost. He's yeah. missed it completely. And of course, we uh, quoted the memory verse last time, Romans 3.23, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that falling short is this missing the mark that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So there's this condition within us and we have been fighting against it since we come to faith. We're fighting against it and we will until we breathe our last and we step into our eternal relationship mm. with God. And I also mentioned there was a discussion about between two Christians and one had said, I think we could get to the point where we no longer sin. The goal is to sin less and less and less, of course, but I don't think that in this human life we will mm. ever get to the point where we don't sin because sometimes the sin is merely the thought that comes. Mm, that's right. And it's really hard to, <laughs> to control that. But we often think that, okay, that's just the legalities or the rigidness of the old covenant. And we know that God promised the new covenant to his people, Israel, in Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-one, where he was going to put the law of his on their heart. Um, and that he would be leading and guiding and directing them from their heart, which would be to love and worship and adore him rather than just keeping an outward external version of that law. And so then we think, oh, okay, so that actually starts from when Jesus came. Mm -hmm. But there is the most famous sermon in the whole of church history was given by Jesus. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. And it's three chapters in Matthew 5, 6 and 7. And we often tend to think that it's really nice and it's peaceful. Mm. The Beatitudes. The Beatitudes. Yeah. It's so lovely. Let's just live according to that. And me, you, you'll see my elbows and heels. I want to run the <laughs> other way because he, he is actually a very, very difficult sermon to read and, mm. and not panic a little bit. Well, that's right. It's a very challenging. I mean, just take yeah. an example from that first chapter, Matthew 5. Uh, Jesus said, you've heard that the ancients were told you shall not commit murder. 
And whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. And whoever says to his brother, you good for nothing, shall be guilty before the (laughs) Supreme Court. And whoever says, you fool, shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. (laughs) Yeah, it's when I read that, I think think the Old Testament's easier, you know. I mean, that's just... That's not actually talking necessarily about an action. This is talking about, mm. well, you just mentioned the B attitude. This is talking about the attitude or the stuff that comes out of your heart, mm. out of the, the, the spirit person inside That's you. That's right, yeah, just thoughts and, and words. Yeah. Uh, it goes on there in verses 27 and 28. Jesus said, you've heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. I mean, wow and wow. I Mm. mean, every man and woman on the planet is going to be guilty because those thoughts are Mm. just, we would say it's human nature. It absolutely is. It's sinful human nature. So we're all done for. Mm. (laughs) How do you beat that? Exactly. What about this? Matthew 5, 43, 48. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Don't even tax collectors do the same? If you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Don't even the Gentiles do the same. Therefore, you are to be, I fear and tremble when I read this, therefore you are to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Mm. Now, I want to run screaming right. from the room now because I can't do that. Yeah, it's raising the bar to literally an impossible level for humans. Yeah, you want to sit down. You just want to put your hands down and hang your head and go, I am done for. Mm. I can't do this. I cannot measure up to this. I know that I have missed the mark. And I know that given the right circumstances or the right environment, my thoughts are going to immediately condemn me. The Mm. things that come out of my heart, even if they don't come out of my mouth and even if my hands don't act on them, I know that I'm done for. And since God is the one who can actually read my thoughts Mm. and know what's going on in my heart, I know I'm I'm done for. The Sermon on the Mount is powerful, but it certainly doesn't make life easier for me. It actually establishes an impossible standard mm. for me more than more than under the old covenant it's 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 impossible so we have this dilemma and obviously this is really coming out of the fact as you mentioned in our last program that we sin because we're sinners we don't become a sinner after we sin it's something that from literally from birth we're bent that way precisely and so this is where we have this question of sin versus sin it's it's two battles really It's the battle of the sin nature that is within us. And, of course, the more we – Paul said to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, not to be conformed to the world, Mm. which means you have to conform to the word of God. That means when we come up against a situation that would normally lead us to think a certain way or for an attitude to rise up, even before we've opened our mouths, that in that instant we go, I can actually stop and think about what the Word of God tells me and I can then respond accordingly. I can behave in a godly manner and change and transform and conform to the Word of Mm. God instead of my nature, my sinful nature, taking over and just 
leading, leading me by the nose like I normally yeah, would have. Exactly. And and I think that's how you know that you're growing in the, in maturity in your faith because the way I act today is not like I used to act 10 years ago or eight years ago or two years ago or even six months ago. But by the grace of God, the goal is that in the next 12 months, two years, five years, 10 years, I'm going to be even more Mm. improved. That's the goal because I am nowhere near what I should be. My reactions and my attitudes are nothing like they should be. It's like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So he was becoming more Christ-like. He wasn't perfect and he made that really clear. Chief of sinners, he called himself. The wrestle that he had with sin. So he said, I'm following Christ. I'm becoming more like Christ. And that's our encouragement to do that, follow him as he follows Christ. Yeah. But I think the real keys, and I don't think we like to talk about this, particularly in the Western church, because we like to think that we're, you know, that we're we're not sinners. We are sinners and we have this nature within us. Thank you, Adam and Eve. God bless you. But we do have this, this nature. It's going to be with us until we take our last breath. We're going to have this tension between following Christ and falling with this sinful human nature. And hopefully the goal through the help of the Holy Spirit who indwells us is that depending on the circumstances that while we might have reacted in a bad way last week, when it comes up again this week, we're not going to react that way again. And that's not because we're great. It's because the Holy Spirit within us, as Mm. we submit to him, he actually leads us and changes us. But then next week when it comes up again, he's hoping we don't (laughs) fall down again. But you know what? At the same time, because you can feel really crushed under this because, you know, sin is deadly. The sinful nature we have, it's the thing we will fight till the day we die. But 1 John 1, 9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He knows the weaknesses we have. He knows the nature we battle and struggle with. Mm. And yet he has also given us the prescription on how to deal with it on a daily basis as we fall. And we will fall. Mm. And then other days we'll we'll get through really good till the next day when we fall again. And then we go back to 1 John 1, 9. Well, we invite you to join us again next time on Foundations as we continue to discover the richness of the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.